Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. That's right, Ryan Green. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Monday. I'm not ready. Monday, December the 12th, Ryan Green. Uh, That is, Ryan. I'm Jake Marsing, Broncos beat writer, uh, dude, Broncos guy. Dude and press box seat holder. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I got to clear that whole terrible <laughs> thing up. Anywho, uh, Broncos, we're here at the UC Health Training Center, as yeah. we are most Mondays. Um, but this Monday feels a little different, Ryan, because it just feels like the Denver Broncos may have had their season slip away from them in a 13-10 to loss to the Tennessee Titans yesterday. Ryan, we'll... We'll briefly recap the game as we usually do on mm. Monday shows, but I have a topic that I want to talk to you about. Okay. And we'll get to that in just a second. It involves the quarterback situation and and oh, whether look at the you decision something. Uh-oh. Well, it's no. I honestly want your opinion because okay. whether the decision that was made in training camp to start Trevor Simeon is ultimately the right decision. Over Mark Sanchez? <laughs> over, not over Mark Sanchez. No, no. I think that was the right we'll decision. Get, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get into it, yeah. but let's quickly recap this ball game. Broncos lose 13-10, to 10, despite the fact that, as we just talked about in our game recap video, which you can find on the YouTube channel, just search 5280 Sportsnet. And then subscribe. Please subscribe. No one watches our videos, and we feel very sad. <laughs> um, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Ryan works very hard on them. The thing that we talked about there is this wasn't a particularly strong game for the Titans with one big exception, and that was the ability to run the football and stop the run. And we have talked about over and over again, Ryan, when the Denver Broncos cannot run, they cannot win. And they they couldn't run yesterday. Nine rushing attempts for less than 20 yards. Trevor Simeon has to throw the ball 51 times, puts up over 300, which I would hope you would put up over 300 yards when you throw the ball 50 right. times. But... Uh, general impressions on the ball game. It went how I thought it would go, except I thought the Broncos would maybe have pulled it out at the end there. Like when they were driving, I was like, this is exactly what I thought. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking how in the world can the Broncos win this game after seeing the first half domination by the Titans. And really it, it continued into the third quarter. They came right out in the third quarter and just kept running the ball And yet somehow the Broncos had a chance to win the game. Now it didn't happen. The Titans literally ripped the ball away from the Broncos and the, and maybe their playoff chances. Uh, But it was a three point game. Both you and I said it was going to be a close three point game, a real, uh, I'm going to say slobber knocker. I don't know why I've never used that word before. Slobber knocker. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a disheartening loss. Uh, it was a tough loss, but just looking at the remainder of the schedule and knowing that you lost that game, it it's it's going to be tough now, and it's going to be tough to find motivation. I think um, to to really try and get up and 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 play, you know, New England and then Kansas City and then Oakland. That's just a oh, that is a dead man walking type schedule to have for the last three weeks and. I, logically looking at it, I don't see a victory. I just don't. I want to. I'm looking for the signs of hope. And the only sign of hope is that two of those games are at home. But that's it. Well, friend, you and I can go up to the roof and take a swan dive into the parking lot <laughs> after that. Um, yeah, I don't know that they're... Look, they have to win out. This team knows they have to win out. That locker room knows it. Pretty empty locker room today. 
Not, um, I wouldn't want to talk today either if yeah, I was a player. Most, most people stayed out today, except for the usual suspects. Who, mm. um, the one guy who did not stay out, and we might as well hit on it now, is kind of this recap bit. Uh, Keep Tlaib did speak to the yep. media today. Um, after yesterday, just a crazy sequence of events. Uh, Titans, uh, is he a receiver? Yeah, he's a receiver. Harry Douglas, uh, Harry yeah. Douglas uh, goes low on Chris Harris Jr. Uh, in a play that I think was dirty. Uh, it may have been legal, but it certainly was not necessary. Words and, right out of my mouth on that Yeah, one. It, it wasn't a necessary play to, to finish. Mm-hmm. He didn't do, need to do that, and he did it anyway. And the way he did it, clearly he was trying to right. cut out Chris Harris's yeah. legs, which are not, that's not okay. And Douglas has a reputation of that around the league, by the way, as a guy who does that. I believe that. Um, so that was that was what incited uh, Aqib Tlaib to then, I think the very next play, Go yeah. at Harry Douglas, right. and I think he threw punches, and there was they got on the uh-huh. ground, and it was it was not pretty. And both, I mean, all both benches almost cleared. Um, that team respects each other, and they respect each other as much for you know to leave after the game to say if I see him in Atlanta, we both have the same agent. That's my favorite part of that, by yeah, the way. I know both have the same. Well, agent. actually, I, I think my favorite Atlanta, part was the media was interviewing T.J. Ward, and T.J. talked about Akeeb. Yeah, Akeeb turned to everyone. Akeeb just like, turns. You ready, ready for me? Oh, I got so good. I had something to say. Yeah, that's what that was. And he says, "I'm going to beat his ass." I also got to thank Akeeb for my most popular tweet ever. Yeah, you put the video ever. up for that. Yeah, I texted you. We we had the audio by the time. Thousand retweets. Thousand. Good God. Yeah, your phone must be just nonstop. It was. I saw some things. Whoa. Yeah, I my mentions were fun to read. Whoa, kind of scary but fun. But uh, yeah, like, I, I saw that, and like then I had Fox to Fox Thirty One in the morning. Like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I Doug Gottlieb gave me a retweet. Oh, uh, Fox Sports One asked for the audio. Uh, Why but, did they ask? This is like they I have a Fox I, affiliate. I know. I, that's what they have I was an affiliate. Shocked. Um, and then uh, and then yeah, a lot of they have an aff- Oh my god, a lot of cry laughing emojis. And of course, there was a little. Uh, I, the, the word I, "thug" was used a lot. I so. transcribed the. I transcribed the quote because I'm a writer, even though I haven't written in two weeks. <laughs> I'll get back to writing eventually. I'm kind of working on a thing right now. But okay. Um, yeah, Talib. Talib spoke today in the locker room after saying he was going to beat Harry Douglas's ass yesterday. He did not necessarily want to address what he said, except to say this. Let's play that sound. Coach said he talked to you about you, you got to have each other's back, but you also just kind of you don't want to do something to hurt the team. Yeah, we already talked about it. Uh, we're moving on. We got a big week this week, Patriots week, so we don't have no choice. We got to move on. Having said that, can you give any sense for having not necessarily that play, but just having other players' backs and how? Man, we're gonna play football, man. We're gonna play for each other. That's what we do every day. That's what we. That's why we play the game, man. That's, uh, that's, we play for our checks, and we play because we love to be around each other, and we love the game. So we out there playing football. So the last thing I'm going to say about it, Patriots week, though, so let's move on. And that was as far as Tlaib was willing to take it, and I think that's more than fair, yeah. just saying, you know, we're on, basically we're on to New England. On New England. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I get it. I, I'm, I'm on Tlaib's side. Um Again, yes, Harry Douglas didn't get flagged for it, but I absolutely think it was dirty. Um, yep. You know, and if the ball was intercepted and Derek Wolf goes low on Marcus Mariota, 
no and one's no one's defending that. No one's saying, "Oh, well, it's legal," but you know, if it's away from the play exactly. and not necessary in the action, then it's a dirty play. Exactly. Everybody in their right mind knows it. Exactly. But that's that. We won't. We don't have to touch on it too much. Right. You can turn to any sports talk radio station in the country today if you want to hear about that. What I want to talk to you about, Ryan Green, as we continue to recap this Broncos loss, we'll talk about the playoff picture here in just a second, what the Broncos need to do in order to get into the postseason. But the thing for me that I I couldn't help thinking about last night after that game, you and I were out here, or at least I was, you were out here most days, Uh uh, through the summer, not through the whole summer, but through August, the end of July, most of August, Mm -hmm. every single day, pretty much, out here at training camp, watching these guys work, and in particular, watching Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, and Mark Sanchez compete for the starting quarterback job. And I think you and I, during training camp, both came to the same conclusion based on that. That Trevor Simeon was the best option for the Broncos based on training camp. Mm -hmm. And that's what the coaching staff came to the conclusion of as well. So they release... Uh, so they release Mark Sanchez. They say, Trevor, you're going to be our guy because you won the job and all this and all that. Here's the thing I thought about last night. I don't know, looking back on training camp, that Paxton Lynch was ever given a legitimate shot to win the job. In fact, I don't think he was. I think he was told... I think they came into that that training camp thinking, all right, we've seen where this kid is at in the book uh-huh. as of the end of July. He's way behind We'll give him a couple of opportunities, but not a lot. And instead, we're going to focus on Lynch and Simeon. They're going to be the two that are going to get most of the opportunities. Because we have a championship-caliber defense, and we don't want to screw that up. So instead, what happened was they wound up with a not-so-championship-caliber defense, a defense that is near the back end of the NFL. In fact, they might be in the 30s as of yesterday. I haven't looked at the updated stats. In terms of run defense. In terms of run defense. They are one of the worst defenses in the NFL at defending the run. Number one against the pass because they've got great corners and great pass rushers. But the interior of this defense is bad, and it's only going to get worse with the injuries that they have going forward. But had they known, Ryan Green, that their defense was going to be good, but not great, certainly not championship caliber like it was last last year. year. That they weren't going to get the crazy bounces they got to win football games. That they weren't going to be put in a position to have the one seed through the playoffs. If they knew, like we know now, hindsight is of course twenty twenty. But if they knew that they were going to be staring eight and eight in the face with three games to play, why would you start Trevor Simeon? Why would you start Trevor Simeon on an eight and eight if you're going to go eight and eight? Right. When you have a first round draft pick that you have invested massive capital in and I want folks to understand this as much as they can when you spend in fact when you trade up trade up that's the biggest part here when you trade up to get the 26th overall pick in the draft and you take a quarterback that I personally had graded as a top 10 pick a number of scouts had him graded as a top 10 pick based on physical ability alone right if you take that kid and trade up to get him to make sure that the Cowboys can't get him, right. to make sure that any other team in the in the league can't get him, you trade up and you get that kid, and then he sits in your locker room 
for a season doing next to nothing except start two games. He starts two games for you, two and a half, including the Tampa Bay game. Does not play particularly well, but I we've talked about. I don't think he's a spot start guy. I think he's a guy that you have to uh, that you have to give an opportunity to. You have to make him the full time starter so that he knows how to go through the routine. He can establish himself that way, so on and so forth. If you, I can't help but think Ryan Green and that this will have been a wasted season had the Broncos. Because I don't see Trevor Simeon as the road forward. He may be. I may be totally wrong on that. But I've seen enough out of Trevor. Yesterday, we <laughs> talked get about, some fans mad at you, man. Yesterday, we talked about this before the show. That uh-huh. missed throw, that late pass to Demarius Thomas when they're bunched up in the bunch formation, trips right, DT's in the slot. He runs a flag route toward the back corner of the end zone. Trevor is about two and a half, maybe a full two seconds late. On the throw. Severely underthrown as well. And it's underthrown and it's late. Mm-hmm. That is a touchdown that would have won them that football game. We can talk about Benny Fowler's drop, absolutely. And the numbers will say Trevor played well. The numbers are deceiving here, folks. When I watch the tape, every single game of Trevor Simeon's I watch on tape, I break it down three different times. Every single time I watch this kid play, I see mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. It's not that they're... And they're the same kinds of mistakes. They're, they're, they're absent-minded mistakes. They are... They're, they're the kind of mistakes that guys like Kyle Orton and Alex Smith will make more often I've, than not. I've compared Trevor to both of them. So... That, will, that frustrates me to no end because if that's what you wanted... And if that's and if if you had had a championship caliber defense, then maybe that works out. Mm-hmm. But instead, you don't. Instead, you have a good defense, but not a great defense, and you're going to wind up going eight and eight. With that defense, you're going to miss the postseason. Right. That is a disaster for for this football team. Starting Trevor Simeon, if they go eight and eight, was a tremendous mistake because you have lost a year of development in an investment you have. It's just like when you buy something big. If you buy a house. And you just let it sit there, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not. And maybe it's maybe it's adding a little bit of equity. Yeah. But it's not. You're not living in it. Right. You're, you're not, not renovating it. You're not. You're not doing yeah. anything for it. You're not developing it. Right. It's just sitting there doing nothing, mm-hmm. and you've spent an enormous amount of money on it. Mm-hmm. Draft picks are a commodity in the NFL, and to spend a pick on Paxton Lynch and then do nothing with him, it, it makes sense if you make the postseason and you can maybe make a run. Right. But if you don't, you go eight and eight. I will never, ever, ever let that go. I wouldn't if I were a Broncos fan. I will never let it go as a media person. I'll write the column. I'll do this. I'll do that because that is a tremendous mistake. Mm-hmm. If you go eight and eight with Trevor Simeon at the helm, thinking that you could have had a championship caliber defense, and you give up a year of your uber talented first round draft pick. My rant is over. Okay. Your thoughts. All right. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate, but I will say that your thinking is 100% logical, and you have an argument to be made that um, why did you go through two learning curves now? Yeah. We're going to, because if Paxson is the guy next year, it's going to be a similar year to this year, and it could be eight and eight, you know, because he's going to have to go through rookie mistakes again. I don't think two games is going to get him really any experience. He, that Those were backup roles, and that's what backups do, and that's where you would want a veteran like Mark Sanchez rather than, than a rookie because a rookie just doesn't know how to prepare 
in a week, especially when they're still learning the playbook. So I absolutely understand that, and there is a part of me that agrees, yeah, it was an it was a wasted year for Paxton Lynch. But at the same time, historically, NFL quarterback busts are also near the top of the list when it comes to being sacked the most their rookie year. And I think that is, you know, a, 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 a puppy that gets, you know, that, that, you know, that gets roughed up and then for the rest of its life, it's always barking at humans. So I think that yeah. at, 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 at that point, you could say, you know, it, it may have been good that Paxton is now just not programmed to flinch in the NFL and maybe they're going to try and fix the offensive line next year. Uh, they've got a ton of cap space to do so. And there's still a part of me that thinks that, you know, even though the Broncos are probably going to be maybe a nine-win team, eight-win team at the very least, yeah. that Trevor Simeon still gave them that chance. And we, we they were 4-0. and They came out, you know, and they were still winning games like they were winning last year. And so for the most part, at the beginning, their plan was working. And maybe that influenced them to where, you know, if, if they had gone 2-2 two and two to start, yeah. maybe we would have seen Paxton a little earlier. But, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. I I I understand both sides of the argument, and that's where it's, it's tough to just say, well, they screwed this one up because I see why you would start Trevor, but I also see why you want to start Paxton. The problem is now is that this season is going to be a, a very tough one to try and explain some of the offseason moves you want to make if you're going to go forward with Paxton because Simeon has developed a very, very large crush on him in terms of the fans watching the game. And the locker room. Let, let me and say, let me say yeah. this, too. I, I know for a fact that Trevor Simeon is that is the locker room's guy. Because mm-hmm. I've seen it. He he has earned the respect of those players. You know what? He's playing hurt right now. Mm-hmm. And as many issues as I have with him, I do not think he is a long-term option as a franchise quarterback. I think you have a franchise quarterback on this roster. Right. It is not Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he's not Tom Brady. Watch the tape with me and I'll uh, show you why. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing that, that I go back to, Ryan, is... Uh, I lost my train of thought there. Where were we going? Uh, that Paxton is a is a good guy. The locker room likes yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, Trevor, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Trevor Simeon has won the locker room, but ultimately the decision had to be made by your head coach at the beginning right. of the year. Right. What direction, and in your general manager, what direction were you going to take this organization in? Fans were so terrified at the thought of conceding a year to develop a quarterback. Right. And instead, you're going to wind up having conceded, assuming they lose these last three, which they will be big-time underdogs. Odds are in that favor. On, on all of these last three. They could pull an upset against New England. They could pull an upset against Chicago. Or not Chicago. Against uh, Oakland. They could pull an upset against Kansas City. But I don't think I, any of the... I, right now, I would pick them to go 8-8. Eight eight. Mm-hmm. If that happens, you have wasted not one, but two years right. of your of the post-Peyton Manning man. era trying to solve those things so right and I mean even and I I'm I would still be surprised if Trevor was the starting quarterback next year um I don't I don't know I don't know the answer to that question I don't, right. uh, I don't know either uh it's I camp think will it's be too fun next soon year. to tell yes camp will be very fun next year in the offseason it, it's going to be interesting um I think Trevor's trade value is at its highest at the moment um 
but at the same time, I don't know. Especially, I, And I truly think Brock Osweiler is hurting any quarterback trades or quarterback value of the Broncos quarterbacks at the moment. Um, but it's 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 a difficult situation. It's it, I just I don't see it's not going to be easy no matter what if you go with Paxton or you go with Trevor. Like it, there's going to be backlash from both. I think going forward, the Broncos' best option this season is Trevor Simeon. You finish out the year with the guy you rode here because mm-hmm. you've already gone down this path. Mm-hmm. But I just thinking in hindsight, Ryan. If you if you knew you were going to go eight and eight, you obviously I think would would have started yeah. Paxton Lynch, yeah. um, because he is your higher he's your higher valued commodity. Mm-hmm. He's your five bedroom, four bath house with a nice <laughs> swimming pool and a right. Trevor Simeon is a nice. You know what Trevor Simeon is? He's a three bed, one and a half bath, ranch style home <laughs> in Highlands Ranch that. Costs that you can buy for three twenty five. Right, that's Trevor Simeon. Paxton Lynch is different, and I know fans are going to tweet at me and say, "What? What are you watching? What have you seen?" And I and I tweeted this last night, and I wonder what your take on this is. Mm-hmm. The learning curve that Paxton Lynch had. It, it's not that he doesn't have the physical tools. He absolutely has the physical tools to play in this league. More, he if. He has the arm talent to be a top two, maybe top three quarterback in the uh-huh. NFL. But the system he played at Memphis is so radically different from the NFL Very offense he's being asked to play. Right. It's This is what I said on Twitter last night. It's like asking a mute person to learn fluent Italian. <laughs> it's not... It is so difficult, this learning mm. curve. And it's it's got less to do with Paxton's capabilities mentally, even right. though... I will be the first to admit I have questions about exactly how, um, what's the word, um, how not bright, but but how uh, how apt he intellectual. is, intellectual. Yeah, how what a, sharp. What, yeah, what kind of a thinker he is. I don't think he's dumb by any means. No, you can't be dumb and play quarterback at the level he played it at. Especially at Memphis, he played very well. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think it's a massive learning curve that he's having to overcome. Yeah. And you ask him to sit a year, and basically, he hasn't. He's gotten no reps with the ones this year. Mm-hmm. You realize that? Well, for like two weeks he did. With, when Trevor's maybe, been hurt, maybe he's one and a half. With the ones. Yeah, and he hasn't even gotten that many scout team reps. Right. Austin Davis, for the most part, has been running scout team. Right. Paxton Lynch has basically gotten nothing out of this season, with the exception of the weeks that he started. So that's been that was my thought last night and I, I thank you for joining me on that journey I get it just went on and I think I think you're right I think when it came to the draft I saw that Paxton Lynch had the like you said physical tools to be a top 10 pick and the one big, I had him going eight the one big issue with him was he's still kind of a project he doesn't do under center you know he didn't do that much in Memphis and all that that was the scheme that yeah. was that and th- that was a legitimate you know concern. But it seemed, and, and Jerry Jones is on record saying, I've lost sleep because we didn't get him. We should have traded up and, and stopped you know, the Broncos from getting him. Um, I mean, Jerry has no reason to complain now, but we won't, yes, we won't get does. into the Cowboys yes, because you, you'll go off on that. But, They're frauds, man. <laughs> um, no, I, and the thing is, is that the two games that Paxton has started were two performances I fully expected from a rookie quarterback like that in a system he isn't familiar with. 
learning, you know, basically getting reps with the ones that week. That's what it, that is exactly what you should have expected from a quarterback like that. And honestly, they're going to bring up the accuracy. I think both you and I will say Trevor Simeon hasn't been that much more accurate with the football. No. Um, He's had flashes. He's had flashes. He's made a a few good throws a game. Right. But, yeah, I think, yeah, I just think Paxton, for some reason, is getting the unfair treatment. I I still think that's because uh, people view Trevor as their underdog, their Tom Brady, their their guy that they can really rally behind because they see so much of themselves in them or whatever. Um, But I still think that, Honestly, Paxton is the future, and you really need to give him every opportunity you can to start because, as we saw with Brock, just because you sit on the bench for four years doesn't mean that you're going to get good. Yep. Uh, you learn nothing in the NFL. You learn nothing. And, by sitting. and I'm sorry, I would rather go down knowing that I tried my first-round draft pick that didn't pan out rather yep. than leaving my first-round draft pick on the bench my seventh round draft pick kind of just not really doing much either. And then, I mean, you were just wasting a ton of time. You're, you're wasting everyone's time at that point. So, yeah, I mean, this is just a, this is a very interesting conversation and one that, you know, and the, will be for a very long time. And the Broncos right now, Ryan, are set to go in circles. Yeah. Because they don't have an we don't. I don't know who's going to be their quarterback next mm-hmm. year. And I guess what? When Peyton Manning retired, I didn't know who was going to be their quarterback <laughs> this year. Right. They are going to be at the end of the season in the exact same place at the quarterback uh-huh. position that they were when Peyton Manning retired and Brock Osweiler signed in Houston. That is an enormous failing on the part of the organization. I will agree with that. Now, it's not their biggest problem. Their biggest problem is the offensive line. Yes. We saw that yesterday. This offensive line is garbage. Awful. Um, Ty Sambrello, and, and can, I still that, believe in, I can, by the way. I can see why people want to uh, say Trevor didn't get that. You know, we still haven't seen what Trevor can really do behind a good offensive line. And while Paxton he's healthy. Paxton Lynch has looked better behind that line. I will, times. yes. And I because think six, mobile. seven, yeah, more mobile. He stands taller in the pocket. Absolutely. And But I can, I still see the logical explanation is, hey, Trevor's been thrown off his back foot because he's just, yeah. he's had Look, to. Trevor has played really admirably. Really? Let, let me, let me lay that out there. That's a great word. Admirably is a fantastic. And I have a ton of respect that. for that kid. He is a, an enormously nice person. Mm-hmm. Really great to talk to. Interesting guy. Has a weird, quirky sense of humor. I like Trevor Simeon. I just think that for this organization, the best thing they could have done at the beginning of the year, if you go 8-8. Eight and eight, Now, I think you and I, Ryan, are both kind of eulogizing the Denver Broncos today right. after that loss, which might be fair. But if you go 8-8, eight and eight, you will, I think, really regret the decision you made to start Trevor Simeon at the beginning of the year because you have gotten nowhere. Trevor Simeon is not a franchise quarterback. He is not the second coming of Tom Brady. His size is not good enough. His arm is not good enough. His durability, his durability yeah. his is questionable. His decision-making at the moment. His decision-making yeah. is questionable. He holds on to the ball. There are... If you want to come sit down and watch tape with me, friend, I will do it, and I will show it to you exactly what I see every single week. Yep. It is the same things over and over again. And does Paxton Lynch make mistakes? Has he been great? Absolutely not. No. He has struggled enormously in a lot of factions of the game. But asking a kid who has not gotten any reps this season mm-hmm. to step in out of the blue and suddenly come in and play against Atlanta, play against uh, Jacksonville, 
And it's not. I like don't know they that you expect that out. much out of. No, they they he, were in he that Atlanta game at Jacksonville. The end. Yeah, and they had a chance, or they were in it at least. And he to, played exceptionally against Tampa Bay. And you right. know why he played exceptionally against Tampa Bay? He just went out and winked. Because he just went out and played. It was just just go out there. And if you're not and if you're not going to give him starters reps, you can't give this kid spot starts. Right. You can't you can't have a game plan for the quarterback that you're not playing. Or, or, or sorry, like you can't have a game plan for for Trevor Simeon and expect. Paxton Lynch, a completely different quarterback, especially a rookie, mm-hmm. to just come in and run that same thing. It's, it's like you're asking your substitute for... teacher who who was fluent in French to sub to substitute Spanish. Right. What's with my language and also grade the today? final. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's about as much as I think I yeah. want to get on today because cool. we have we have gone a long a long route today. It was a good on the discussion pod. though. It was worth it. Um, I don't know that we'll do one tomorrow. I want to, but I couldn't get anybody in the locker room today for Get to Know Broncos. So we may save it for Wednesday. Cool. Come back then. Uh, Thursday, Friday as well, we'll be out here. Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we just got to go out there and we got to do everything right. We got to go to England. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, the New England Patriots coming to town. Sands, Rob Gronkowski, which should make it easier, especially considering I don't think Brandon Marshall or Todd Davis will play this week. So. We will see how things turn out. Uh, for everybody at 5280 Sports Network and the Broncos Blitz, follow him on Twitter at rgreen5280. Follow me on Twitter at Jake D. Marsing. He's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280 Sports Network.